It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. It was beautiful out there, a little windy, but uh, very, very nice. And as we've been talking uh, over the weekend, I know a lot of you uh, watched the, uh, we were just commiserating and reliving the Jazz losing to the Bulls in the NBA Finals again, and that was a, a little rough. Uh, but there were a couple of interesting things in there uh, that I didn't know about. And, and one that really caught my attention was right towards the end uh, where they showed Carl Malone getting on the Chicago Bulls bus to congratulate uh, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Went up and gave Michael a hug and, and they had a little exchange there. I thought that's that's pretty class act. Uh, never knew about that. That's some some real kindness there. And uh, something we talked about at my house over the weekend. And we've been talking about a couple things uh, at my house. Uh, my wife gave me a uh, a book a couple weeks ago. Uh, the book is called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse uh, by Charlie McKessie. Uh, he is uh, out of the U.K. And it is a great book. I uh, I love children's books. And there's always fantastic lessons. In fact, I used it for my column in the Deseret News this weekend. And uh, we'll share a little bit of that coming up uh, at 1150. Uh, but then uh, my wife sent me uh, this great thing that the uh, Chicago library system uh, has been inviting in some of their uh, local folks to read to children over the Internet uh, during the, the virus and the pandemic. And so today they were actually reading The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And it just so happened that the reader for today was a fairly well-known uh, member of the Chicago community. Uh, Oprah Winfrey was uh, on deck to to read. And this is just such a good book. And she did such a, a great job with it. She really had some fun. She got into all the characters uh, but I want to play just a little bit of it. Uh, we're going to discuss it now, and then we're going to talk about it in depth in the last segment of the program today, because there's some critical lessons, not just for our seniors, not just for our kids, uh, but for all of us. So uh, let's let's go to a little bit of reading time with the Chicago Library System. Uh, and here's Oprah Winfrey telling about what she's going to read today. I hope this book encourages you perhaps to live courageously with more kindness for yourself and for others and to ask for help when you need it, which is always a brave thing to do. All right. I, I, we could spend just the rest of the day talking about that, to live more courageously with more kindness, uh, to ask for help when you need it, uh, because that is the brave thing to do. And, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about mental health uh, over the last few weeks. And if you find yourself in, in that space, uh, on the discouraged side, depressed, frustrated, uh, having suicidal thoughts or whatever it may be, even just being alone, 
ask for help. That's the brave thing to do. That's the courageous thing to do. And I promise there'll be people around you who will respond with the kind of kindness uh, that Oprah shares in this uh, wonderful book. I'm going to go back to Oprah here. So she's going to introduce the characters of this book, uh, their uniqueness. Uh, And again, there's a lot of uh, real pertinent life lessons to what we're dealing with today. The boy is lonely when the mole first surfaces. They spend time together gazing into the wild. I think the wild is a bit like life, frightening sometimes, but beautiful. In their wanderings, they meet the fox. It's never going to be easy meeting a fox if you're a mole. The boy is full of questions. The mole is greedy for cake. The fox is mainly silent and wary because he's been hurt by life. The horse is the biggest thing they have ever encountered and also the gentlest. They are all different, like us, and each has their own weaknesses. All right, so those are the uh, the key players in uh, this great book, in The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And they do. They each bring their uniqueness to the table. Uh, I found myself really liking the mole. Uh, the mole is uh, a little bit plucky uh, and uh, has a little bit of an attitude, a little bit of a, a sarcastic bit of wit uh, in the mole. Uh, but he teaches some great lessons. Uh, so I'm going to share just one more uh, segment here from Oprah's uh, story time today with the uh, Chicago Library System there in Illinois. Uh, and again, this is the the boy and the mole are uh, having a conversation. Hello. I'm so small, said the mole. Yes, said the boy. But you make a huge difference. What do you want to be when you grow up? Kind, said the boy. So look at the boy. He's already shown that he's kind. He's taking the mole and putting the mole on the limb of the tree. And then the two of them sit on the limb of the tree. What do you want to be when you grow up? Kind, said the boy. What do you think success is? Asked the boy. To love. All right, so that's uh, just a little bit from the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. And uh, we're going to come back to them uh, a little later on in the program here as we talk about uh, how we actually apply all of these principles, this, this idea of kindness and of coming together. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, if you listened to the program, I, I interviewed uh, from uh, uh, Harvard University, Mark Johnson, and uh, he has this wonderful book called Lead from the Future. And he referenced this uh, army term uh, that's called VUCA, V-U-C-A, stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And that's really where we find ourselves today in so many different ways, whether you're a small business owner, uh, whether you're part of an institution or community, what we're dealing with in terms of the pandemic uh, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous is the name of the game. And the test for leaders is how do you navigate that? How do you navigate situations that are volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous? And so as I've been thinking through this, uh, I, went, I wondered if there was a, an opposite to VUCA. And I, I sort of came up with my own. Uh, stable, certain, simple, and straightforward. 
So stable, certain, simple, and straightforward. Uh, and that's what you're really trying to do as a leader is to create space so people can feel that. Uh, when you have that stability or that certainty, uh, when you really simplify things, when you get away from all of the complexities that we introduce into our own lives, into, into our own organizations, uh, where we can actually get to the very straightforward solutions in terms of how do we actually move forward in a positive way. Uh, and that's the real test. So one, if, you, uh, if you're if you looking for a, a great read, and the illustrations in this book are just absolutely spectacular, it's, it's really a fun read regardless of your age, uh, but it's The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, uh, a great read. We'll talk more about it as we get into our final segment with some very specific applications and a surprise principle of the day today, a very big surprise that every graduate and every one of us can actually use today in terms of achieving success. All right, we're going to step aside for our final break. Uh, Stay with us. Last segment coming up. How do we actually use that kindness to promote better people, better organizations, and a better planet? Stay with us on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources for a Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Uh, and it is Nick Wyatt's birthday today, so we'll give Nick Wyatt a big shout-out. Uh, one of the great, great uh, thinkers and storytellers here at KSL News Radio. Always appreciate Nick's uh, great work and a big happy birthday to him. Uh, he and I actually share a little bit of space, social distance, of course, uh, but he's uh, he is one of the great ones and uh, part of just the extraordinary team here at KSL News Radio. Uh, I continue to be impressed with uh, everyone on this team. It's uh, really fun to be part of this. Uh, so we were talking before the break uh, about this idea of uh, that the army, it's an army term, VUCA, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Uh, and that's a, a big part of the challenge that we're in right now. So how do we deal with that? How do we actually create a space that is more stable, more certain, more simple, uh, and more straightforward? And as I was looking for that, uh, actually found uh, a good a good movie clip, uh, which is always good for a Monday. Uh, if you remember from the uh, the classic uh, "The Help," uh, there's a, a great scene there that we're going to use as our basis here. You is kind. You is smart. You is important. You is smart. You is kind. You All right, great scene. Uh, Abilene, of course, is uh, the nanny and the housekeeper uh, who takes care of Miss May. And uh, she was very simple, a simple whisper, very straightforward, very certain. You is kind, you is smart, you is important. Uh, and I think uh, Abilene was actually sending a message to all of us. Uh, I've been I've been really thinking about this over the weekend in terms of leaders Leaders, uh, past and present, who demonstrate how to live those principles in a in a most extraordinary way. Uh, I keep thinking back to the the very beginning of the pandemic, 
Uh, Salt Lake City Mayor Mendenhall, new on the job, uh, stepped right into it powerfully, authentically, uh, and she expressed uh, this great confidence that while maintaining social distance and how important that was, uh, that we could also ensure that we maintain social grace and that that was equally important, that being kind is the the epitome of that social grace. And I, I love that leadership from from Mayor Mendenhall, that we can we can social distance and we can do it with social grace. I thought that was such a, a good example uh, of how to be kind. Uh, we've been talking about this uh, wonderful book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Uh, again, my wife, Debbie, passed this along to me a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we played a little bit of Oprah reading it for the Chicago Library kids today. And uh, I mentioned how much I liked the mole. Uh, he, this is a plucky, uh, little sassy kind of mole. And when, the, and when the, the mole asked the boy, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, the boy says kind. Uh, and that kindness is so important. And so imagine, imagine a world where every child and every adult grew up and grew old wanting to be kind. Uh, Kindness is the only cure for the kind of contempt that we've seen in our nation's capital and far too many of our neighborhoods around the country. Uh, I love this from the Dalai Lama. Be kind whenever possible. And then he quickly added, it is always possible. So we do have to to be kind. Uh, Second, we got to be smart. And being smart has very little to do with intellect. It has a lot to do with insight. Uh, being smart is also about elevating others rather than elevating yourself. Uh, when we transcend the need to be right ourselves, we can check our ego at the door. We can begin to do right and make a difference. Uh, I saw this a lot. There, there are really two kinds of people out there. Uh, and I've seen this in politics. I saw this in Washington, D.C. I've seen it in boardrooms around the world. Uh, there's there's one kind of leader who enters the room and everyone in the room knows that that person is the smartest person in the room. But in the end, everybody leaves feeling a little less than, a little inadequate, a little stupid, a little incompetent. But then there's this other kind of leader, the true leader, the authentic leader. And this leader enters the room and everyone knows the leader's the smartest person in the room. But everybody leaves feeling smarter, feeling better, feeling more empowered. And as I said, I've, I've seen this. I've seen it in Congress. I've seen it in boardrooms. Uh, I've seen it all over the place. The truly smart have this quiet confidence about them. It enables them to observe rather than draw attention to themselves. They ask really elevating questions that move the conversation, that lift everybody in the room. Uh, you can be smart, but again, it has little to do with intellect. It has everything to do with can you elevate everyone else that's uh, coming along for the ride. Uh, And then finally, we have to be important. And often in our uh, rush and chase, uh, what is important gets eclipsed in society's never-ending search for who is important. Uh, Love baseball legend Jackie Robinson. He said, a life is not important except in the positive impact it has on other lives. Uh, I've heard from many readers and listeners over the, the past eight weeks that that their attention has returned to the people, to the principles, to, to things that truly are important. Uh, the pandemic, if nothing else, has brought the world to a point where reflection is once again possible. We can actually stop and slow down enough to think 
And the important thing is that we don't let the important moment pass without truly considering what and who and what is most important to us. Uh, this is a, a great opportunity for all of us to really reflect on on what matters most and what is truly important to us in the end. So this is another thing that I've seen from uh, from great leaders. Leaders understand that the important thing to do is focusing on what is important and not letting anything else get in the way to distract them. <laughs> there are so many distractions in our world today. Uh, leaders know that the way out and the way up in any crisis, in any challenge, has nothing to do with politics. It may have something to do with policy. It has a lot more to do with principles. And above all, it has everything to do with people. And I've experienced a politician who, while speaking to me at an event, and I'm sure you've experienced this, they're constantly scanning the room to see if there's someone more important that they should be talking to. Uh, I've also had the opportunity to engage with authentic leaders who, despite being in a very crowded room or in the midst of a very busy schedule, made me feel that I was the most important person in the, in the world at that particular moment. So your presence sends an important message to the important people in your world. Your present presence, think about that today, not just your presence, but your present presence can really be transformative and tra transmit just how important you think the other people around you really are. And so as we look at pandemics, as we look at global challenges, uh, we're going to continue to deal with a lot of uh, VUCA situations, volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous. And that is the world that we have to navigate. Our graduating seniors are going to have to navigate uh, really unprecedented levels of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And the challenge, however, is if we constantly help others to remember, uh, and if we can also remind ourselves along the way uh, that we are kind, that we are smart, that we are important, and that we do the same thing for the people around us, uh, everything's possible. Everything's possible. So in challenging times like this, uh, I love to look to a, a good saying, a good inspiring quote. Uh, you've heard many of them on this program <laughs> over the last few weeks. And you can always find those on our Inside Sources Facebook page. Uh, you can check out uh, my columns are always posted there. We usually post a video at the beginning of the day of what I'm thinking about. I want to know what you're thinking about. Uh, so you can do that either on Instagram or Facebook page. It's KSL Inside Sources. You want to make sure you follow along and be part of that conversation with us every day. Uh, and so today, as we were trying to figure out uh, what should we focus on, it was interesting. We were looking out uh, my window, and we could see the uh, Angel Moroni statue coming off of the top of the Salt Lake Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, and what an amazing thing. I think it was a little harder than they thought it was going to be. I think those uh, hardy early pioneers who built that building really were building for the long haul. I think that was a tough thing to get off there today. Uh, but it was important to them, uh, and it mattered. And uh, I think things like that uh, cause us to step back and, and really think about what matters most. So I want to finish today uh, going back to our book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. As I said, I really love Mr. Mole. Uh, here's my favorite segment from him. The boy asks, do you have a favorite saying? Yes, said the mole. 
What is it? asked the boy. If at first you don't succeed, have some cake. The boy asked, does it work? Every time, said the mole. So if at first you don't succeed today, have some cake and then try again. And then remember, it is kind, it is smart, and it is important, and so are you. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure that you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.